She has a mother's eyes. And agent. Obviously, I can't claim that. Senior writer at New York Magazine, Nate Jones, headlined his piece on Nepo Babies in 2022 with the line, and it's a great one at that. His piece labeled 2022 the year of the Nepo Baby, after the term gained popularity on Twitter. But what is a Nepo Baby? And why are young actors and actresses scorned just because of a famous relative? Today, we dive into the world of nepotism in the entertainment industry. So enjoy the good life, Nepos. Just don't say you didn't have a huge advantage. Hello to my friends and reluctantly to my foes. Welcome back to Learning Tings. This week I picked Nepo Babies because, as you all know, we've been in a little bit of a movie drought for the past two or three years, thanks to the spicy cough. Alas, spicy cough is gone, movies are back, and this morning I spent probably an hour on YouTube watching trailers. Every time I watched a new trailer, there'd be another one that was like came out within two days, and I was like, oh shit, another good movie, and then another, and then another. I'm not kidding, there were like 15 trailers that I was like, yeah, I'd see that. So my October is looking pretty busy and my local theatre is about to make a fortune off me. But one of the movies that I saw was called The Kill Room and the cast had Uma Thurman and her daughter Maya Hawke, who is a Nepo baby, as we have coined the phrase in the past year or so. And it's really changed how we are seeing new stars in Hollywood who happen to have famous parents. It's a good lesson. Nepotism belongs in the arts, not in plumbing. The term Nepo Baby first came to our attention in 2022 on Twitter. You know the actors Judd Apatow and Leslie Mann? Well, they have a daughter, Maud Apatow, who happened to have secured a role in Euphoria. And people basically said the only reason she's in the show is because of famous parents. It got the term trending on Twitter and then TikTok, and people were just running around trying to find as many Nepo babies as they could. And people realized pretty quickly, you didn't have to look far to find people in the entertainment industry that had kept it in the family. Now, the word nepotism means the practice among those with power or influence of favoring relatives, friends, or associates, especially by giving them jobs. But this has been around since humans first started working. It's been around forever. There was a time where most businesses were family businesses, and the only way to ensure the family business kept going was to get your kids to get involved. There's no cheaper labor than a child of yours to help you pack the car or load some boxes into a shop. I was once employed by my father to install insulation, fiberglass pink bat insulation into the ceilings of a home he was renovating because I was small enough to fit through the ceiling hole. I don't know how much experience you've had with fiberglass bats, uh, but the fiberglass actually gets into your skin, the fibers. It's quite itchy. It can get quite itchy indeed. The only way to fix that is chlorinated water. So I got paid in lollies and a trip to the local pool. No harm, no foul, and a gig's a gig. But back to nepotism, there's a reason we follow in the footsteps of our parents. Because we have similar skill sets predetermined by the genes they gave us, as well as environmental factors they're raising us in. If your dad was a butcher, for example, chances are you are more desensitized to the idea of raw meat hanging around you than other kids your own age. And when your dad stops running the local butcher shop, chances are you'll take on after him and continue running the shop. 
Same goes with farmers, lawyers, builders, electricians, like the list goes on. So why are those in the entertainment industry scorned when they let their kids kind of skip the queue? Well, it's exactly that. They're skipping the queue. A study done in 2019 by the Queen Mary University of London referred to surveys that showed only 2% of actors actually make a living from the profession. In a piece for The Guardian, actor Michael Simpkins said the best advice he was ever given was, it's not fair and don't be late. As with most jobs in the media, globally, it's one of those top two percenters kind of deal. If you're in that top two percent, you are booked and busy, go you. But if you're in that other 98, (laughs) chances are it's not paying the bills. Which is why, my friends, a lot of the hospitality staff in Los Angeles is so good looking. They're just actors trying to pay rent. The big dream is just to get your foot in the door, to wedge the heel of whatever shoe you have decided to wear that day so aggressively into the doorway of the room you are trying to get into and force your way into that industry, whether they want you there or not. That's the dream. It's competitive as fuck and most actors are just scrambling for a good script because remembering just because you get an audition as an actor doesn't mean the script's good therefore the content might not do that well and it might not give you the big break so a lot of actors are just scrambling for any audition they can get hoping that one of them is a good script And one of the ways that they do this in bulk is through pilot season. Pilot season is traditionally the busiest time of the year for the industry. The big areas for it are New York, but LA stands above all, which is why a lot of aspiring actors and actresses set up shop in LA because it takes up a good five months of the year. It happens every year and it might be your ticket to getting into that top 2%. So you get an audition or 15 or 20, And you stand in the line in the L.A. heat with 150 other aspiring actors who, like you, have a passionate and somewhat fiscal hunger for that role. If you get the role, amazing. Congrats. You shoot the pilot and then you just have to leave it in the hands of network executives who are going to make the decision on whether or not that show gets a slot. Except according to Variety, they estimate that a little under a quarter of pilots actually make it to the air. So just when you had some fucking wind in your sails, it's back to the drawing board, baby. But if mummy and or daddy happen to have do, happen to have dude, hmm, happen to have done some acting in their time and may or may not have passed on their good looks to you, chances are you don't just have a foot in the door. You've been in the room before. You've sat in the chair because mommy and or daddy has worked with the person in the room. But it's obviously not just acting. I'm just using acting as a vessel, if you will, to kind of drive this story. It's singing. It's songwriting. It is producing, writing, directing. Every aspect of showbiz has nepotism in it, just like every other career in the world. That's right. Their moms and dads were all stars, too. It doesn't make them bad people or untalented. In fact, some Nepo babies did very well in their first big roles. But let's also admit that they weren't the only ones who could have done it. But when it's between a few good people and one of them is going to get you this kind of publicity, who do you think is going to get the part? So enjoy the good life, Nepos. 
Just don't say you didn't have a huge advantage or it just got my foot in the door. This is fucking show business. Getting your foot in the door is 80% of it. So in terms of who these Nepo babies are, there are some really obvious ones. Miley Cyrus, Bill and Alexander Skarsgård, Haley Baldwin, Lily Rose Depp, obviously Maud Apatow. But then there are some that are hidden in plain sight. Gwyneth Paltrow, George Clooney, Liza Minnelli, Angelina Jolie, Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez, Michael Douglas, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jane Fonda, Ben Stiller, Jamie Lee Curtis, Robert Downey Jr., Drew Barrymore, Jeff Bridges. (gasps) Charlie Chaplin's granddaughter played Talisa Stark in Game of Thrones. That's 110 years of keeping it in the family. And then there's those who didn't necessarily have parents who were super famous, They just had parents or relatives with connections. Kristen Stewart's parents were TV producers and script supervisors. Billie Eilish was born to a voice actress mother and actor father. Chris Pine is the son of actors. One of Joni Hill's parents was the tour accountant for Guns N' Roses. And that parent's sibling was the manager for Maroon 5. Beyonce's stepsister is half-siblings with Marvin Gaye. Jennifer Aniston, Matthew Perry, Blake Lively, Jake and Maggie Gyllenhaal, Jason Bateman, Christina Applegate, Matthew Broderick, Mark Ronson. The list goes on and on, and for good reason. There's a reason there are scientifically studied personality types. For the same reason I'm sitting in front of this microphone and not in a lab studying microbes, I'm not cut out for that. The story I told earlier about installing pink bats in the ceiling for my dad He's not a builder, he was just renovating houses. He was a TV personality for 10 years. And some of that TV personality slipped into me, I guess. Does that make me a Nepo baby? No. Do you not have to have a shred of success in order to be labelled a Nepo baby? I'll leave that with you. But I grew up wandering the set of the Today Show studios, hanging out with the makeup girls. I was watching my dad when he was on, presenting the weather, as well as all of the other cast members of that morning show. Due to these environmental factors, as well as the personality factors that my dad passed down to me, is the reason I'm not a scientist. Also, I have horrific attention to detail. We've been over this. That's the hardest world to make it in, man. In acting? Because they don't have to pick you. You could be amazing. And there's an all of nepotism too, it seems like, in that oh, industry. Yeah. You see so many people get opportunities where you're like, man, did that person really... Uh, or was there were opportunities where their family was involved, you know? It's, it's family involved, but in more cases, it's networking. I now invite you to this segment, which is my favorite Nepo babies. Opening with one of my favorite actors of all time, Mr. Robert Downey Jr., Also to note, a flawless accent in Tropic Thunder. Every day that I wake up, I thank my father for being an abusive alcoholic. My God, a great movie. There is no shred of possibility that it could be made today, but a fun, good movie nonetheless. He's named after his father, Robert Downey Sr., who was a filmmaker and director. He also has an uncle who was a writer for SNL. He grew up on film sets and made his screen debut in 1970 when he was just five years old in his father's film, Pound. And you know the rest. But what I actually didn't know was that he dated Sarah Jessica Parker for six or seven years, um, which I never would have picked personally. I don't know about yourself, but love works in fickle ways particularly when heroin is involved, or so I hear. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Nobody! Ben Stiller. 
Are you fucking kidding me? I watched Seinfeld probably like four times through before I connected that Jerry Stiller was Ben Stiller's father. I have a fucking neon sign in my living room that says Serenity Now. (laughs) And I never connected the dots. I think it was when Jerry Stiller died. All the news was like, oh, Ben Stiller pays respects to his father. And I was like, his what? (laughs) What? His parents were both comedians and actors, and they'd take Ben along with them to their appearances from when he was like four or five. And then when he was nine, he made his acting debut on one of his mother's short-lived TV series. But Ben Stiller didn't get his big break until he was 33 in Something About Mary. Like, Ben Stiller had to do the fucking audition rounds. He was working hard. He did a lot of stuff before he made it big as an actor. So... Yes, he's a Nepo baby, but this is one of the examples I'm giving in terms of like, it's not always easy. There are plenty of Nepo babies that did not make it to the screen or the record or the set. Like, they're not all successful. But at what point did you realize that you were making it in the business? Oh, gosh. Um, You know, I I guess I auditioned for a long time. Really, I did go up on all those roles that that Broderick got. Um, And I just, I wasn't that great. I I I was not a good auditioner. I wasn't that great an actor. I think I got better as I went along, a little bit better. And then... I got a role on uh, Miami Vice. Oh, <gasps> come on. And that was when I thought, okay, I made it. Nicole Richie, slay queen, slay legend. Funnily enough, Nicole Richie is a Nepo baby in two ways, but not from the way you'd think. Lionel Richie isn't actually her biological father. So her biological parents were both musicians and also related to guitarists and musicians in their circle. But they were going through a rough time and her biological parents actually ended up giving her up because they couldn't afford to maintain her main. Okay, maintain is not the right word there. That's a word you use when you are describing small reptiles and grass. I'm going to pick a different word. They couldn't afford to support her. Let's go with that one. That's a better one. I like that one. Her parents couldn't afford to support her, unfortunately. So they left her in the care of Lionel Richie and his wife at the time, Brenda Harvey. She went to Tucson University alongside Kourtney Kardashian, but dropped out. Another Slay Queen moment. So did I, Nicole. You don't need it. And when she was 22, she got to live the sweet life with her best pal, Paris Hilton. Do we charge to check out the brakes squeaking? No, ma'am. We normally charge, but you sound hot, so I'll give it to you for free. Kate fucking Hudson. It is worth noting here that the entire Goldie Horn bloodline is something to be studied. Quite frankly. I also never realised that Kate Hudson had two other siblings. One is a half-sibling, Wyatt Russell, from when Goldie Hawn remarried Kurt Russell. But her other sibling is also from Bill Hudson, and his name is Oliver Hudson. Wyatt Russell, this one is niche, I apologise in advance. I know him from an episode of Black Mirror in season three. It's the one where the guy goes to test out the game in the Haunted Mansion with a chip in him. Great episode. Great actor as well. Oliver Hudson, her other brother, is another handsome devil, and he's been in plenty of stuff. I know him personally from Nashville. I don't know him personally. I know him, comma, personally. No, I personally know him from Nashville. I have absolutely zero personal connection to Oliver Hudson. I do try my hardest not to lie on the internet. Sometimes it's tricky, though. Sometimes it's tricky. But Kate, oh my God. If you're looking for an excuse to rewatch How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days for the third time this year like myself, this is your excuse. I am aggressively twisting your arm. Go and watch it. 
just for the yellow dress, if nothing else. Her parents are Academy Award-winning actress Goldie Hawn and singer Bill Hudson. She started on the stage when she was 11 years old at Santa Monica Playhouse, a film debut in 1998 in Desert Blue, and then it wasn't long before she was cast in her breakthrough role, Almost Famous. And then honourable mentions do go to, first and foremost, Miley Cyrus. She is far more famous than her father at this point, not quite as famous as her godmother, Dolly Parton. However, Dolly Parton is a living legend. Miley Cyrus is only in her 30s. Give the girl some time. I believe she will reach living legend status. Remember the song um, <laughs> X's and O's? How's it go? So, X's and O's, they haunt me. Okay, so L King, that singer, her father was Rob fucking Schneider. Now, if you're on audio and you don't know who I'm talking about, I promise you do. You just have to look him up. Pause. I'll see you in a second. He's in loads of stuff, usually like Happy Madison Productions, <laughs> like Fifty First Dates and Benchwarmers, two great films. But yeah, n- literally never would have picked that. Lily Allen and Alfie Allen. Lily Allen, obviously, fantastic singer-songwriter. Alfie Allen, another Game of Thrones uh, alumni, if you will. Their father was a singer, musician, actor, and comedian. Never knew that. Also, when I was doing my research, Ice Cube has a son. His name is Oshia Jackson Jr. Osha? Oshia? I'm at a fucking loss. I have no idea how to pronounce that name. Ice Cube's son is an actor, and Oshia actually played Ice Cube in a biopic about Ice Cube. But I, I'm not kidding. I had a full moment to myself where I was looking at Oshia Jackson Jr.'s name and I was like, oh, that's weird. Why, why did he change his name? Why isn't his last name Cube like his father? But in conclusion, nepotism is and always will be around us. I think the line is drawn in society, like morally, in terms of how acceptable it is when the industry in question is competitive. We're never going to refer to a long line of builders running a family business as Nepo babies because there's always going to be a demand for builders, for electricians, for farmers. But when only 2% of actors are actually making it big, that's when suddenly there's a finger to point. It's just something to blame in terms of like, oh, that's why I didn't get that role or that's why my career isn't doing that well because I don't have successful people in the family who have done it before me. I think it's an easy finger to point for sure. I point the finger all the time. And yeah, for sure, it's easy to point the finger at a Nepo baby when they haven't given a good performance or they're not very good at what they're doing. But at the same time, why are you blaming someone who just happens to have the resources to chase a little dream for a moment? Why are you blaming them? Some of the names that I've read in this episode, like, you would never pick that they're a Nepo baby because they're fucking good at what they do. And there's a reason for that. It comes down to things like the environmental factors when they were growing up, whether it was helping a lighting director father load his truck before he headed off to work or a young child who went to set with mum and dad because it was just easier to let them sit and watch. The kid wanted to be there and it was easier than sending them to childcare. The personality traits that they inherit from their parents. Like, yeah, it's not fair. But going back to the quote earlier from Michael Simpkins in terms of the best advice he was ever given, it's not fair and don't be late. It's never going to be fair. If they're good, who cares? Ben Stiller's movies have grossed over 2.6 
billion in America and Canada alone. Leonardo DiCaprio finally got his Oscar after plenty of stellar performances. Phineas can write a killer tune and Billy can sing a fucking Bond song. So (laughs) all in all, stop giving the Nepo babies such a hard fucking time. They're just a product of their upbringings and natural talents. They'd probably be better actors and musicians than electricians. There's definitely also a point to be made that some of those other names, the bigger ones, like Ben Stiller and Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert Downey Jr., people like that, no one has ever referred to them as Nepo babies because no one cared until now. The competitiveness of the entertainment industry is not the fault of people who were born in it. Remember that. (laughs) They might have the same dream as you, They just happen to already have a foot, if not a limb or three, already in the door. Nepotism makes the world go round, my friends. And thus concludes this week's episode of Learning Tings, which has been me yelling at you to leave Nepo babies alone. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that smash that like button and hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening, make sure you follow the show on whatever podcast platform you are listening on. And give the show a rating of your choice. And by a rating of your choice, I mean no less than five stars. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week. 